my friend, you have found the Functioning Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Murray, life coach and author. I started this show to share life lessons and hot mess moments along with a few shenanigans to let you know you're not alone in this roller coaster of life. Each week, you'll get a solo episode or an interview to help you improve your self-confidence, create healthy relationships, or become a better parent. If you love what you hear, hit subscribe and I'll automatically show up in your downloads each and every week. All right, let's get on with the show. Recently, I was having a conversation with some friends and one of them said that she realized she was loving her son for who she wanted him to be, not for who he was. I'm going to repeat that so you can really get that because wow, talk about a kick in the pants. She said she realized that she was loving her son for who she wanted him to be, not for who he was. Holy cow. Talk about mindful awareness, big deal moment. It really hit me because I started thinking about, well, first I started wondering if I had ever done that. And the answer was yes, absolutely yes. And I started thinking about the ways in which I see other parents do the same and You know, for our kids, we have these desires, these dreams. We know their potential. We know how amazing our kids are. And we see all of their strengths. And we see some of their, I don't even know if I want to call them weaknesses, but areas that they could still develop or have yet to be developed. But we see this. We know our kids. And over time, we get to a place where we start having expectations or putting labels or loving them for who we want them to be. And it comes out in ways like we want them to be an athlete or a star athlete, or at least help out with the team. We want them to be the captain of the team. We want them to be the straight A student. We want them to go to a good college and get a fancy degree and have a successful, prestigious career. We have all of these things for who we want them to be because we do, we know they, we know their potential. We know they have the ability to be in that leadership role or to win that debate or whatever. And then sometimes we pare it down and we say, I want my kids to be happy. And that is true. We truly do. But then we start saying in order for them to be happy, they need to belong to this religion. They need to be married. They need to be parents. Like that's our big picture is in order for them to be happy, it needs to look like this. And we don't necessarily do it on purpose. It's just something that's part of our culture. It's part of our upbringing. It's part of our own thoughts and the things that we come up with. Our kids are learning. They don't have the answers either. They don't know who they want to be when they grow up. We know that we ask kids all the time and they give us an answer. And five minutes later, they're going to give us a different one. So we try to help them out. We have the best of intentions. We have their best intentions at heart, but we get emotionally attached to who we want them to be. So sometimes in all of that, it becomes, I just want to get them into playing sports so they have something to do and they can find something that they can have as a hobby or something they can do for fun. And it becomes, oh, they're really good at this. So we're going to keep putting them in that same sport and we're going to have them go through it all through their growing up years and into high school and now maybe into college and we're expecting scholarships and all of this other stuff. And we begin loving them for who we want them to be, not for who they are. 
And when that gets really problematic is when we get that emotional attachment to who we want them to be, because that's when it becomes, if they don't live up to that expectation, if they don't become that star athlete, or if they don't become the straight A student, or maybe they don't get married or they don't become parents, whatever it is that we have kind of assessed or determined for them, we get emotionally connected to that. So when they don't reach that level or they don't go down that path, or they're not doing the things that we had expected them to do, then we start freaking out. We have like that internal battle with no, in order for you to be happy, you have to belong to this religion and you have to get married and you've got to have kids and you're not doing any of that. Therefore you can't be happy. And they're like, actually I can, but we can't hear that because we have become too attached to it. Does that make sense? Is that resonating with you? We get into a place where we are not allowing our kids to be true to who they are. And I do understand that we have to do some of that within reason, right? Because our kids' brains are not fully developed, right? They are coming at life without a fully developed brain and they're wanting to make adult choices and they're wanting to be adults. And sometimes they are causing themselves their own ruckus. So yes, we still have to parent. We have to set boundaries We have to be able to tell our kids, you know what? You're showing me through your behavior that you're not mature enough to make these decisions. So this is when I have to step in and help you. Yeah, that's going to happen. We still have to be that parent where we can say, not going to happen on my watch. I love you. And it's not about who they are. And it's not about who they're going to become. And it's not necessarily even about who we want them to be, but there are some lines that they just can't cross. And as parents, it's our jobs to help them with that. But this is more about loving them for who we want them to be, not for who they are. I want you to think about a way in which that has happened with you. Maybe it happened with you with your parents. I know it did for me. I know that I have absolutely been loved for who they wanted me to be, not for who I was. I have felt that. I know what that's like, and I'm betting you do too. So think back to that. How does that look? My sister and I have talked about, um, we've called it the Tanya box and how there's this expectation of who they want me to be. And I'm supposed to be in that box and their mindset, belief, expectations all fit with me being in that box. I am this type of daughter. I do this type of work. I am this type of mother. And as long as I'm inside that parameter, we get along great. But the minute I do something that's not in that parameter, it lets them know that, oh, that's really not who she is. And it starts all kind of critter brain activity for them. And they kind of freak out and become controlling because that's what we do as parents. So think about a way in which someone has done that with you. How have they put you in that box? Have they wanted you to be the athlete, the captain of the team? the straight A student, going to the good college and getting the fancy degree? Have they wanted you to be successful in a prestigious career or to be a stay-at-home mom or something somewhere in between? Have they tried to dictate to you what happiness is? Knowing that they love you and that they want the best for you and they want you to be happy, have they said, I want all of that for you and this is what happy looks like and this is how you have to go get it. It's not fun. If you've experienced that, and I'm pretty sure you have, it's not fun to be the person who is loved for who someone wants you to be. And you know, to the core, that's not who you are. It sucks. And it puts us kind of on that spiral of 
recognizing that no matter what we do and how we do it, we're damned if we do, damned if we don't. We are never going to live up to that expectation, that idealistic, that potential that someone else has for us. They have placed that on us without our consent, without our input, and by deciding what our priorities are, even when we haven't been able to be engaged in the conversation. It's an expectation that's been placed on us, and it's not even true to us. So think about that and how that affects you and how you feel in that moment, how you feel in that relationship, how you recognize that that relationship is not fulfilling and never will be. And then realize that we don't want to do that to our own kids. We don't want to set them up for that same feeling. So how can you love your child for who they are, not for who you want them to be? That's kind of the trick here. That's the practice. And it is a practice. Because they don't come with instruction books that tell us exactly who they want to be and how they're going to live their life and how we add this ingredient and that ingredient to make everything perfect for them. Wouldn't that be nice? So we have to experiment. We have to be open to the possibilities. We have to be able to see the potential and know they have the potential for greatness and then support them in the best way that we can to help them achieve whatever that greatness is. But we can do it from a place where we're not emotionally connected to who we want them to be. We are emotionally attached to our kids. We're emotionally connected. We're emotionally available, but we don't have to be emotionally attached to their outcome because they don't even know it yet. And it's really not fair for us to dictate that for them. Even if we've got a kiddo who absolutely loves hockey and that is their thing and that is their passion and they want to go on and they want to do hockey. Awesome. Support them in that. And at some point, if they decide I'm done with hockey, that's okay too. How can I love you and support you as you go on your next adventure? Even if you have your mindset that they are going to get that hockey scholarship and that's going to give them a full ride and they're going to go on to some all-star player. Sometimes we get a little overzealous, we get really tied up in that. And maybe they do have the physical ability and the mental ability to do that. Maybe they don't want to. Are we allowing them to have that space to tell us that's not my gig, mom, that's yours. I don't want to do it. So the number one way in which we change and we create lasting change is through awareness. Ask yourself if you're doing this to your kids. Are you loving your kids for who you want them to be, not for who they are? And if so, just by being aware, you now have the ability to change that. You can take that step back. You can remove that emotional attachment, that expectation. You can recognize that even if they go on to do something completely different, maybe they don't go to college and that's okay. That doesn't look bad on you as a parent. That doesn't make you less of a person, less of a parent. It means you're able to support your kids in whichever direction they choose to go. By you giving yourself permission to parent authentically, And to parent in a way where you detach from the outcomes, because those aren't real, those aren't set in stone, those are perceptions anyway. When you give yourself permission to take a step back and to love your kid for who they are, for whichever direction they choose to go in, and be okay with that, you will open up a door to create an amazing relationship between you and your child. And on the flip side, if you continue to love them with all those conditions and expectations, you will continue to have a substandard or a below bar relationship with them. It's not going to be as fulfilling as it could be. They're not going to be fulfilled with it. You're not going to be fulfilled with it. And the two of you are going to be missing out on a lot of potential closeness. When they know they have your support and love for who they are, not for what they do 
or how they figure happy, things can be amazing between you guys. That is what I would love to see. I would love for us as parents to level up, to recognize that we are here, even though we are completely imperfect, we are perfectly imperfect, but we are also the right parent for your kid, for your kid. You are the right parent for your child, period, the end, even with all of your mess ups, even with all of your imperfections, you are the perfect parent for that child. I fully believe that. And I know that when we can take a step back, take a back seat, take a chill pill, calm the heck down and not be so upset, worried, concerned for who we want them to be and how that's going to look and that what will people think and just step back and say, you're, you're going to be fine. You've got this. How can I support you? How can I help you? You're going to have a completely different relationship with your kid. All right, my friend, I hope this is helpful for you. Do me a favor and hit subscribe if you haven't already done that so that I can be back in your downloads each and every week.